The Open Source Creative Podcast, episode 19, lost episode, the arg of paid traffic. This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity, process, and open source software during my work commute. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. I got a lot of feed, good feedback last episode, and thank you folks, It was it's very good to be back. And based on that feedback, maybe I will do more walk and talks once my foot fully heals up. And uh, when I do, I'll I'll make sure that I apologize less when I get distracted by errant sounds and whatnot. Uh, I got pointed out to me on Twitter. Thank you, David McSween and S.J. Bennett and Paul McManus. Anyhow, now. I know last episode I told you I'd be bringing up bringing you up to speed with all the stuff I've been doing and getting involved with in the last year and a half, and I meant to record that episode today. However, remember that I also said that the battery on my recorder was almost empty? Yeah, it's totally empty now. Died just as I was starting my recording session. So unfortunately, if you're interested in me and my shenanigans, you'll have to wait one more week. However, however, there is an upshot. There's a lost episode. A year and a half ago, I actually recorded what was going to be, at the time, episode 18. However, I, I never got around to editing it, and uh, the, the, the podcast hibernated before I actually ended up posting it up. So it just sat on my recorder for a year and a half, gathering dust. Well, now, the dust is off. <laughs> In this episode, I talk about web advertising, or paid traffic. Now, it's... it's, it's Trust me, it, it it is relevant. It's relevant to the, the because there are a lot of people in creative circles, open source and otherwise, trying to figure out how to get the world to see or hear or experience their work. Uh, and and a lot of a lot of us are are turning to or not us at this point, but a lot of creatives are turning to paid traffic. Uh, it, it was heavy on my mind at the time because I just released my, my first book of lies under my, my, my pen name, MJ Guns. The second book is going to come soon, if anybody's waiting for it. But more to the point of the podcast, I, I had and I still have some ethical misgivings about many of the techniques in online advertising. And a lot of those misgivings are based on what I've learned over the years about web technology and specifically because of my involvement and exposure with free and open source software. So this episode, I, I went over and I go over some of the advertising mechanisms that are used, what freaks me out about them, and then I, I, I kind of ask your opinion on what you think I should do if, if I, I should do anything at all. Now, full disclosure, in the year and a half since I made this recording, I haven't done any web advertising, but I'm I'm still curious of what might be the cor- best course of action because, you know, everybody's interested and getting getting the work exposed to to the right audience and so maybe this is the right mechanism web web advertising and paid traffic is the right way to do it maybe it's not but i want you to let me know what you think after listening to this episode and with that let's get on with the show oh we're going to toast marshmallows are we could be so it doesn't rattle there we go so this episode is 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 
I think it's going to be more of a cry for help than anything else. But we'll see how it rocks out. I, actually, I just noticed that I have a tendency to start these, the this segment of the, the podcast with me saying something disparaging about what I think the episode's going to be before I actually, you know, record the episode. I should probably get out of that habit. In any case, what I want to talk about this episode is, well, I want to talk about paid traffic, which is a weird, weird, like, I'll, I'll bring it around to, to, you know, the core element that is this podcast, the open source creative podcast, so it has to do with open source and creative stuff, and this one, it, it falls into both of those camps for a couple of reasons. One, on the creative side of things, um, it relates specifically to something, some stuff that I've produced and some things I'm trying to sort out and go along those lines. And the open source part is, it's, it's, I have ethical questions associated with all of it. And I think a big part of that is, is my, adherence to a lot of the, the free software and open source ideals. And so, yeah, let's, let's start this from the beginning. And actually, let, let me preface all of this with the fact that from my, my experience in at least television advertising, but from my understanding on, on the, the print side as well, anybody who's actually involved with advertising and to a lesser extent marketing is absolutely clown shoes. They're, they're just batshit crazy most of the time. So, that's my bias going into this. If you happen to be in those industries and, and are completely sane and, and don't think that you're out of the ordinary, then um, please let me know so I can, I can correct my bias. But as it currently stands, that's, that's where I sit on that. Now, now that I've, I've, I've voiced my biases, my bias, let me uh, delve into the actual topic here. So, if you happen to follow me on the various social interwebernet things, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google+, etc., you'll notice that I have a pin name that recently released a book. So MJ Guns recently released Definitely True Year One, which is my little book of lies. So last month was Blitter for Dummies, the month of June belongs to definitely true. And so as part of that whole process of setting up the uh, website and, and all the, the, the marketing material and stuff for definitely true, that also means that I uh, did the social networking thing. And so MJ Guns has pages or accounts on, on relevant social medias and stuff like that. Follow him if you'd like. I'm sure he would appreciate it. He, he being me, if I can get away with trying not to talk about myself like I'm insane. But as part of all of this, you know, the, what, what spawned a big portion of this is that MJ Guns is, is ostensibly a, a business, right? So that, that guy is, that, 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 that facet of me is, is, is interested in trying to sell the, the, the definitely true series of, of books and also, you know, sharing lies and misinformation throughout the world because, well, the world needs more lies and misinformation. 
<laughs> so that means that MJ Guns doesn't get a personal page on Facebook. MJ Guns gets a business page, a paid page, right? There's not a personal account for it. The issue, however, with, with that is because of some adjustments that Facebook made uh, late last year. I want to say late last year. When you have a page like that, rough, and the Open Source Creative Podcast Facebook page suffers from the same the same aspect of this. That if you if it, for non personal pages for business pages, which the Open Source Creative Podcast not a business. It's it's me talking to myself while I drive to or from work. But regardless, if you have that, that's that's where the page is. Is you know. It wouldn't make sense to have a personal personal Facebook page for the Open Source Creative Podcast. It just doesn't make any sense because the podcast isn't a person. But because of the way Facebook arranges things or adjusted things, pages for businesses and organizations and whatnot only get seen by roughly 5% of their audience. So if you have a page on Facebook and you have 100 people subscribed or following or liking that page when somebody when that page makes a post five out of those 100 people will see it on average and more will see it if it gets some traction and gets shown around but that's 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 the average thing and the idea is that basically short version is that facebook wants wants you to use advertising uh, they want they, they want you to pay to get those views, which you know that's the right, that's their platform, that's their thing. And being the curious bastard that I am, um, I I started researching this. I mean, yeah, you know, I looked years back. I, I when I was doing the the animation studio, I looked into Google AdWords and a couple other small advertising things, and decided at that point it wasn't something that I needed. But you know then I was doing a service in this case now it's a product and advertising works a little bit different for product versus service so I decided to reinvestigate things a little bit it's you know when I reinvest things when I when I when I research things I uh kind of like podcasting kind of like books kind of like web series in the past for me uh I kind of I kind of go full immersion on the research side of things so I've read just about everything there is to read about uh, advertising on social media, advertising on the web in general, those that kind of marketing stuff, podcasts, blah, 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 blah. I've sort of run the whole gamut of it. And there's some scary shit out there. <laughs> like, ethically, like, the, the, pulling uh, from, from a from an objective standpoint, from a pulling myself, pulling ethics out of it, just coldly looking at it, there's some really neat technology out there. There's some really amazingly powerful things that's that's possible in that space now. But dude, it is freaky as hell. It is. It's kind of creepy what's possible in all of this. And that's where the, my 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 ethical quandaries come in, come into the mix on this. And I, I'm gonna sort of my 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 core question through all of this. And this is what I want. Anybody who listens to this podcast, please make a post on on my website, monsterjavaguns.com slash podcast, or Facebook or Twitter or wherever, and tell me what you think of this or what you think I should do. Uh, 
but here's here's the deal. I mean, and I'm not entirely sure. Like savvy people who who are aware of what goes on on their computers are aware of this. Um, but even people who like run Adblock, we're we're I'll say we because I run Adblock. Shit, yeah. Um, we're kind of inoculated from knowing how egregious things have gotten when it comes to advertising uh, with tracking pixels and, and, and these sort of things and retargeting and, and you hear these people you read these people talking about these, these people being internet advertising people talking about these tools and they're s- super excited about it and the, the rationalization is that by, by, by doing this specific type of targeting you're giving an audience you're, 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 you're finding an audience for that product, for that advertising, or for the product that's being advertised, essentially. You're, you're explicitly seeking out and finding people who would appreciate those things. That's the way, that's the rationalization, that's the way it's, quote, supposed to work. But the means by which that is achieved is, is a little, is a, it's, it's freaky. So, so let me, let me, let me give you a for instance. So, and I'll talk about I'll talk about Facebook advertising as a baseline, but it's this this is available on nearly all platforms. It just happens to be that Facebook has as the largest audience and, and has this kind of tuned down to a science. But this is available on on any platform that sells advertising. So Google, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, you name Instagram, you name it. These things, these tools are available. So, a big buzz buzzwordy thing on on the Facebook side of things is, is a notion of targeting and retargeting. So, one of the powerful things when it comes to advertising on Facebook is that everybody, because of the like system, newsflash, that like system is letting Facebook know, and by extension, advertisers know what you're interested in, so that they can more adequately advertise to you and what like I said their rationalization is they can find the audience that wants their product what it really comes down to is you know who's you're most likely to be someone that would be um, susceptible to being advertised to that doesn't mean that it's something you want it means you're susceptible it means you're what they would call a, a warm lead right so you can do that because of the like system built in, built in, that's built into Facebook by liking posts, by liking uh, pages, by liking damn near anything. That's, that's kind of big data stuff crammed in there. And so if I wanted to, I, you know, you could target it. If you're clever about it, you, could, you can use Facebook advertising to target, target an ad to one specific person if you wanted to. Uh, but if, you know, if, if you wanted to target to a, a, a segment of people, like, you know, everybody who, who likes donuts, right? If you want, if you have something that, that you think everybody who likes donuts would like, that's who you want to target your ads to. That's, that's the, the, the basis of that, the, the simple part of that. But here's the, the, the two-sided creepiness to this. The, and I'll start with, with the, the, I'll start with the subtly, more subtle of the creepies. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the more subtle of the creepies. And that's the retargeting aspect. 
on a website, any website, all over the web, not, not Facebook, this is any website, um, as long as you control the website, you can put, you know, Facebook gives you HTML or it's likely to be JavaScript, come to think of it, gives you JavaScript to put what they call a tracking pixel on your page. And this is, this is going back years and years in, in, in the web where you would, you know, old counters and stuff like that and logging of, of traffic, you could put stuff on your webpage and, and sort of know where it came from, who it's going to, that, that sort of thing. That's, that's nothing new per se, but what's, what's being done is if you have a sales page, you have a, a, a webpage that, that's specifically built for a sale, what, what, what the recommended course of action is, is you put a, a, a tracking pixel, a, a bit of tracking code on, on the page. And if somebody buys from you, then that's pretty much it. And it's sweet. You, you, uh, hypothetically, that should be the end of it. And you, you sell it. But if they don't buy from you, you can track that. And then whenever they're on Facebook or a website that's affiliated with Facebook that runs Facebook ads, they could say, Oh, Hey, you stopped by my page and you didn't buy anything. Let me hassle you until you do. And that's like unabashedly what, what gets done. If you happen not to be blocking ads, you'll see this, you'll go to a page and then you'll find yourself on Facebook or a website that affiliates itself with Facebook. And you'll see an ad that says, Hey, you were just at this page and you didn't buy anything. Let me tell you why you should blah, blah, blah. And you know, the language will often be more subtle than that, but sometimes it won't be, but that's, that's a retargeting facet of, of that. And it's, again, it's a very powerful tool, but it's, it's, if you're not blocking ads, if you're not blocking, you know, uh, third-party JavaScript and stuff like that, this is the stuff that's, that's sort of big data tracking you around the web and seeing where you're going, you know, with, with the auspicious, I'll say with, with air quotes, auspicious purpose of trying to feed you products that you want. At least that's what it's, that's again, that's the rationalization. And again, it's, it's, it's really powerful because it's like psychologically, and they say this in sales and they say this everywhere else, but psychologically, most people aren't going to purchase something the first time they see it. It's going to take them a handful of times before it even really registers on their radar. And then they'll still often need more than one bit of exposure to, to be convinced that it's a worthwhile thing. So it's, it's, if I want to be gross about it, I mean, web, web advertising of that kind of style is basically, um, I'm not going to get into trouble for saying this, whatever I'm going to say it. So yeah, web advertising with retargeting is the, I mean, it's the sales equivalent of vying for pity sex. Uh, that that's really, that's kind of the way I've, I've lined myself up to think about it is that basically you're going to browbeat somebody that you've targeted. You've specifically targeted this person or this 
this abstract type of person. So whatever this person is that you think is going to want to purchase your product, you, you basically can utilize Facebook ads and not just Facebook ads. You can use ads from, from all the social media networks as well as traditional web advertising with, with Google AdWords and whatnot to essentially put yourself in front of this, this prospective customer and browbeat them until they finally say yes to, to purchasing whatever, whatever product you have. And I, that just seems uncool. Like that, 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 no, I don't think there's anything ethically wrong with it, but it's awfully douchey. It's kind of just like a, a, a douchebag way to go, but it gets, it gets, it gets more specific than that. And here's the, like, that's, that's the subtle creepy. The less subtle creepy is where, say you register for a prize or you sign up for somebody's mailing list, Facebook. And again, all of these facilities, all of these advertising platforms offer the ability to do this, offer very easy ways to take this email list and specifically like upload it to Facebook as a means of targeting those specific people. So if you give your email address for, for, email subscription or whatever. And that's email address also happens to be the one that you, um, registered to Facebook or Twitter or whatever with, then that per, that person, that company that, that, that you gave your email address to can and will apparently upload your email address to Facebook so that they can specifically target you with an advertisement on that platform. Or, I mean, yeah, they could also, there are people who do this. They could specifically not target you because they've already got your email address. They already have a means of selling to you. Um, so, so there's the, the sort of naive hope that they could use your email address to not advertise to you, but no, that of course they're not going to do that, that they're, the purpose is to keep putting themselves in front of your face until you buy things. Maybe not the one thing you've already bought, maybe something else they have. But the, the, what does, what happens to those email addresses that get uploaded, right? You've entrusted your email address to a person so that they would, they would, you know, we'll say it's a mailing list because I've got an email list. I've got one for, for this podcast and MJ guns has one for, for, for the lies. And by giving me your email address, you're, you're, you're trusting me not to do shitty stuff with it, right? You're, you're in, in the case of this podcast and sort of me in general, my, my giant coffee blunderbuss email list, you're basically going to get a periodic random email from me that is either telling me, telling you a, a neat and hopefully interesting thing that I'm up to. And oftentimes I, I use the list to ask for help or ask questions, uh, ask for advice. So, you know, that's, that's what, I, that's what I use, use my mailing list for. Mostly it's just another means of interacting with, with, with you basically. And, but there's no guarantees 
other than than my say so there's no guarantees that that a shitty version of me wouldn't take those email addresses and put them upload them to to Facebook or whatever advertising platform to target you for for ads and while while that transaction may like I've got eth- I've personally got ethical problems with that but let's say let's say you don't have ethical problems with with your email address being used in that way that's still a one-on-one transaction between I mean it's, it, if it were sorry if it were just still a transaction between you and that person with your that you've given your email address to that'd be one thing but now you've got Facebook brought into the mix um, or whatever advertising platform we're, we're, we're discussing here they're brought into the mix and now they have that email address yeah technically they're, they're you know I'm sure there are license agreements and, and non Heidi disclosure whatever's that that are that say you know these email addresses aren't going to be used for anything other than the per- I'm sure there's there's maybe hopefully there's that language contractually somewhere but maybe there isn't whatever it is that email address is now in a database that you don't control any further and that's that's where one of the things that 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 really bugs me about the whole web and advertising thing and yeah i mean i i'm well aware that that most people have their spam address right there that that email address that that is your throwaway email address that you set up to register for things or whatever just long enough to uh, to, to, to get whatever widget or, or, or thing that you need on, on a temporary basis. And that's your spam account. And you don't use that one for, for Facebook or, or social media or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a big deal on that front, but I, I mean, I don't think everybody does that. And furthermore, I'm not convinced that everyone should do that. You know, I, the idealist in me, which yeah, not, not even idealist. I know, I know, but yeah, from an, in, in, in an ideal world, you know that 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 shit you wouldn't have to worry about. And again, going going back, the the the, the rationalization is that uh, you signed up for those things, therefore you've you've expressed an interest, and therefore anybody advertising to you is is just giving you what you want, and. I, I I take issue with that argument in in the general sense, and uh, you know, I can I can go into why some other time. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, I've basically already voiced it. But so that's that's one thing. So I mean, the question. So the question for me is, if I were to pursue like advertising, because again, if you want to have any exposure. Not just on Facebook, but even on the web, right? Outside of any, you know, any small initial circle that uh, of of people that you know, if you want to have any sort of wider exposure, advertising and and paid advertising or paid traffic, as as the the nomenclature calls it, um, that's that's kind of your only recourse, unless you've got like a stupidly robust and dedicated street team of people 
who will will go to bat for you and 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 do that. But even that can be you know algorithmically quashed to to. Uh, and I'm sure that's that's a that's a future step. Is is you know the 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 sort of quasi astroturfing ground uh, grassroots. Uh, movementy things where you know you, you've got a, a huge crew of of people who basically you know and they like you going to try to drum up word of mouth for you. I mean, it's it's useful, but it's you know it's it's still not necessarily. Well, I mean, you're not paying them. I mean, you could be paying them. I'm sure a savvy person might uh, pay, pay, do a paid street team kind of thing. But at, at that point, again, it's, it's exactly the same as, adver- as, as, as advertising. It's, it's still paid advertising. So the, the, yeah, the question is where, where's, where's the line drawn is like, as far as I'm concerned, I know that email thing is uh, regardless of how powerful it might be, that shit's right out for me. I can't, I can't do that. And for anybody who has subscribed to my email lists or is considering subscribing or would like to subscribe to any of my email lists, know that that's not something I will ever do or condone because I, I, it's, it's, I have ethical problems with it and it's just simply not cool. And, and, you know, even, you know, I, I would even recommend, you know, it's, it's, I'm saying you know that a lot, but whatever. Uh, all you have, I, I think I'm a trustworthy person. But all you, I mean, you don't know me from anybody else. I mean, you might know me, but let's let's assume that that somehow this podcast has a bit of reach, and you don't know me personally. Um, don't trust me. Like, I mean, it's just it's it's just my word, and my word, unless you know me, doesn't mean a whole lot. I'm aware of that, so. Like I said, if you're, I'll, I'll amend what I just said. If you have subscribed to my email lists, any of my email lists, or have an interest in subscribing to my email lists, know that I'm not ever going to use those email addresses for anything like this, like the the, the retargeting or advertising thing, and upload it to upload those email addresses to to another service for the purpose of advertising know that I, I am steadfastly against that. But even knowing that, I would advise you not to trust me or anybody else and have a dummy email address that you, you use for these newsletters. And I mean, as long as that email address isn't associated with anything else you do online, then, then you can't be tracked with it and... and you should be good to go, right? Um, you know, if you if you if you set up another Gmail account and you want the you know obviously it'd be nice to if you if you actually subscribed and had an interest in in, in reading the newsletter, so do keep keep reading the newsletter, but have an account specifically for subscribing to things, and um, because yeah, people are shitty, and they will they will take advantage of whatever means they have possible to try to browbeat you into um, uh, buying whatever they have. And so, yeah, so I'm, I realize the irony here is that I'm asking just how much I should involve myself with this this 
process of, of the browbeating style advertising, or if I should even, and again, if I should involve myself with it at all, because I find a lot of it very creepy and very ethically troubling. Like I said, the email address thing is right out for me. It's, 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 I, I, I'm not ethically comfortable with it. Um, the retargeting thing, like I said, it's, it's, it's interesting tech or it's an interesting application of tech and it's, it's obviously powerful. Um, but that methodology that, that look at me now, look at me now, advertise, 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 browbeaty kind of, even if, even if the language is subtle, even if the delivery is clever and, and understated, the, the means is still that of putting your face in front of the same people, same small audience repeatedly until they purchase something. And on that basis alone, I, I have, I have difficulty with the retargeting perspective or, 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 or angle. Um, now outright targeting Whereas, you know, again, taking the Facebook, where, you know, again, taking the Facebook angle, people will go on and they, they, you know, they like their books or their bands or their movies or whatever entertainment they have or other products they have, you know, you, you like M&Ms and so therefore you click like on the, on the M&Ms Facebook page or, or whatever, um, and for some reason, I, 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 maybe for some reason, I think that people who like M&Ms would be fans of this podcast, <laughs> right? Then I could specifically target M&Ms likers as someone to advertise to. That I'm more okay with because it's, it's not broadcast. It's, you know ostensibly it, it, it's it's a volunteer thing I'm now granted most people maybe most people don't know what clicking on like actually means and what it what it means for their web experience and and how they'll get it um, you know maybe maybe most people don't uh, don't know the repercussions of of liking a thing or at least publicly liking a thing. Uh, but I guess that's, that's for me, that's, that's where the question is. I mean, if you, if you assume that most people understand that liking, publicly liking a thing, publicly stating that you like a thing makes you a target for being advertised to about that thing, or things related to that thing. Um, if you if you if you assume that people go into it knowing that, then outright targeting I have less of an issue with. You know, if if you if you like podcasts about open source and you say so on Facebook, then I would think that me advertising this it, w- it would be okay for me to advertise this podcast to you 
and in, in the case of this podcast, it's not that big of a deal. It's not like I'm trying to sell you anything. I'm other than, you know, sell you to using my bandwidth to hear me talking to myself in my car. I'm really not sure exactly what the, what the positive play on that one is aside from, uh, exposure or whatever, but, and that goes back to podcasts about spec work, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, the, 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 so I, I have less of an issue with direct targeting as those metrics are, are more voluntarily collected by, by the advertising platform, Facebook, Twitter, etc. But I'm really cagey about the, the, the retargeting thing. But, oh, here, and, or if I should just, like, not do the advertising thing at all. Or at least not in the traditional sense. Because here's, a, here, there is something positive in all this. I don't, because I don't want this entire episode to be about um, the, you know, me being creeped out about, Advertise, web advertising in general, um, and and what I should do about it, but there there is there is there's a strange and in, in, I'll say it's it's an ironic twist of fate, so to speak, as it pertains to all of this. So the 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 cliche stereotype of any advertiser, not not a web advertiser, but any advertiser, any salesperson, is this pushy will tell you whatever they think you want to hear liar to get you to buy product A, B, or Z, right? That's that's the, the cliche stereotype. Um, and, you know, that's where... And, and, and it's stereotypes to stereotypes because there's, there's, there's some fragment of truth to them, right? And that's, that's the advertiser stereotype. And, you know, and, and I fall into the trap of, of, of that characterization already by, by talking about the browbeating style of, of, of advertising, right? I've already sort of gone down that path in, in how I describe that scene. But there, there's listening to the podcast about this topic and reading stuff about this topic, there's, there's an interesting trend in the web advertising space and and con, you know content marketing which is a big advertising web marketing buzzword and it's inadvertently causing advertisers to behave like genuine people <laughs> and and what what i mean by that is there's there's a the the trend right now in web based advertising and, and social media advertising specifically is something that they refer to as native advertising. Now, what is native advertising? Native advertising is the way it's the way they describe it is it's an ad, but it's presented as a uh, as a blog post with with content or information that um, would be entertaining or informative to whoever reads it. Now, one the, the and so on the on one hand it could sound that could sound like you're being de- uh, deceptive, right? It's like I'm making an ad, but I'm making it look like 
like like it's a blog post. So I'm structuring a blog post to look like an ad. And then in the content marketing space, this went on for a long time. It's called um, keyword stuffing. They, they were doing this a lot for uh, search engine optimization and stuff like that. People would write these really sort of throwaway blog posts that have a lot of keywords in them to try to drive traffic to a website. And there are people out there who are still selling that service, even though it largely doesn't work very much anymore, at least not as much as it used to. And, but what, what that's, that's what it, it sounds like, but because that stuff, because just raw keyword stuffing and shit doesn't work anymore. People, people are savvy. People, people know when they're being sold to people know when they're, they're being most people. I, I know a few people who are remarkably dense to this type of stuff, but, but I'd say most people are smart and know when they're being sold to. They know when they're, 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 someone's talking to them with an agenda, right? And so advertisers have taken to what they've, what they're, they're calling native advertising, which is really just code for behaving like a genuinely decent human being. (laughs) It's, you know, writing blog posts or writing articles that have genuinely useful information, valuable, useful information, or genuinely entertaining, uh, content that, that, somebody's actually interested in consuming and reading or, or, or watching or whatever, and not trying to sell. If anything, it's a very, very weak, soft sell. And so I think it's hilarious that a side effect, like despite all of my misgivings about website tracking and, you know, people tracking and, and, and email address shenanigans. Aside from all of my misgivings on this, um, it's social media marketing has in a way forced advertisers and salespeople to talk like real human beings, to, to produce things that are, aren't sales you know, aren't just sales material, but they're actually useful. And, and I find it hilarious because the way that the, these people who are doing web marketing and advertising are talking about it, they actually sound like they think they're fooling people into reading their ad. When, when the the truth of the matter is that they've been tricked into providing genuinely useful information. And, and again, we, we've, Again, I started this whole episode with with my bias about advertisers that I think they're all clown shoes, that that they're kind of insane and barely human sometimes. <laughs> and again, I know that's that's a rough bias, but um, or a rough characterization at least. But so these people who are who are their 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 whole their whole background, their whole training, the whole the whole mystique in in advertising is what can I do to convince, convince, cajole, or otherwise persuade a person to, to take an action, be it 
and usually that action is buy a thing or give up something of to give up something of value email address personal information money right that's that's the name of the game in advertising and so they but in, but so they 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 approach this their this the approach when it comes to advertising has always been has never been you know about providing genuine genuinely anything of use other than the fact that whatever product exists right and and the hilarious thing is that you know these people have been I, I say I think the advertising industry has been tricked into being useful <laughs> and so that's that's my silver line that's my silver lining in all of this uh, and to that end I think you know I I think for anybody who has the same kind of ethical issues that I have with with web advertising the 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 most effective thing you can do is be yourself be your your genuine self your your you know be the the very the most real uh, entertaining informative version of yourself that you can be because that's useful and then what you're doing and then use if you feel it's necessary use web advertising and social media advertising to make you that way louder if that makes any more sense and I, I, I mean I, I think that's does that sound like a good strategy does that make any sense at all like for instance let's let's uh, let's let's use this podcast as an example since I'm not selling anything with the podcast other than maybe you, you might say I'm selling myself eh, no not like that <laughs> but I'm, I'm 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 selling what 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 me I'm selling my my charisma or whatever um, personality or stuff uh, my I'm selling my opinion so let's 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 assume for a moment that this podcast is entertaining. I'm having fun doing it, but I'm, I hope you have fun listening to it. I've gotten good feedback, so I'm hopeful that you know I'm not being lied to. <laughs> but let's let's say that this podcast is informative and entertaining. That it's it's useful to to people. So that's the genuine side of thing. That's you know I'm I'm not you know I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just being me. So. I could advertise this podcast. The nefarious way to advertise this podcast would be, um, you know, like I said, taking the email addresses from my email list, throwing those into Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and whatnot, and then running a specialized ad that says, hey, you listen to the Open Source Creative Podcast, why don't you tell everybody about it? Or some other sort of call to action-y kind of thing. Or... I could have a tracking pixel 
on on each episode and say, hey, hey, you listened. I you know I have a tracking pixel that says you listened to episode seventeen of the Open Source Creative Podcast. I got an impression you might like this. Why don't you listen to episode eighteen? Because <laughs> it just came out. Uh, again, that's the cagey sort of yeah, kind of creepy uh, advertising thing that I, I'm I'm not super interested in. But maybe a strategy would be just take the podcast episodes as I post them on social media. So episode, this one would be episode 18, I think. I think it's 18. But so I take episode 18 and just pay to get more people to see the post that announces episode 18. And, you know, maybe target, you know, use, use targeting tools to more, more accurately point this at people who are interested in open source software, right? And like podcasts, because it's, you know, it's a podcast that requires people to, requires people to listen to because I don't have transcripts. So that would be a, a, that would be a native, native native advertising strategy would be just take my post and treat my post as if it were an advertisement. My, my, my announcement about this podcast episode and treat it as, as if it were um, an advertisement and therefore pay for, for you know, increased viewership or whatever. And um, so that, that would be... And then, I mean, that, that same strategy could, you know, if I were selling something, like, for instance, one of my books, um, rather than doing the browbeating retargeting or doing the, the email address list targeting thing, I could say, you know, just take one of the many tutorials that I've, I've written on blenderbasics.com and post those on Facebook or, or whatever, and then have that use that post uh, as quote an ad for for BlenderBasics.com that you know puts useful information out in front of more people who might be interested in it. And if they buy a book, sweet. If not, then at least they got useful information. That's and. and I think that's the least nefarious strategy. Is that, or am I missing something? Is, is, I, I granted it's granted it's it's likely to be a lot less effective than the the browbeatery retargeting. Me- I'm going to call it browbeatery, but yeah, the re- retargeting me- mechanisms or or email address mechanisms. It's it's likely to be a lot less effective than those, but. Unless, unless you can point something out that, that, that seems amiss there, that's the strategy I think that I could, I could do and actually not feel bad about myself. I was going to say something about sleep at night, but we all know I don't sleep. So, <laughs> so uh, feel bad about myself. Right? I, could, I could take that strategy and not feel like a dirty shitty person for using advertising that way and I think 
and so yeah, I think the the while it's ironic that this native advertising trend in the in the web advertising world is is forcing advertisers to behave like genuine people, what it also does is it's for for those of us who are interested in actually behaving like good genuine people, it it gives us a means of of communicating with 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 an audience and and you know that you know the short version is the strategy of of give people things of use and you know they'll they'll like you and the stuff that you make that that strategy is as old as time <laughs> and surprise it works the only difference here is that in the case of social media facebook specifically you might have to pay to put yourself in front of those people. Um, now, all of this is couched in, in whether or not you think social media companies deserve the money from advertising. But then again, these plat- many of these platforms wouldn't exist without advertising. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 a. That's an argument I don't want to go down that that path. Uh, the 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 advertising online thing is is has been going on ever since the web was commercialized, and uh, it's the same ar- you know same arguments back and forth related to that. And a lot of the web is funded by advertising, so it, with, without that, many of the sites and services that we use every day wouldn't exist. Or they wouldn't exist in the form that they do now in a, in a pseudo-free way. You'd actually have to pay for them up front and uh, garden, you know, paywalls and walled gardens and those sort of things would be a much more prevalent thing on the web without advertising. Uh, so there, there is that argument to be made. So I'm not going to argue against advertising because um, although I do use Adblock, I do disable Adblock for specific sites that I, I'm... I, I'm a supporter of, so there is that. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm getting close to the end of my drive here anyway. So let me let me leave it with that and leave it with that question. Yeah, is the a series of questions? Let's, let's go with a series of questions. One being. Should I be advertising at all? The second being, uh, is the sort of strategy that I'm considering, do you see any ethical problems with that? And, and the things that I personally have ethical problems with, am I being irrational about that? There is that possibility that I'm just overthinking it and it's not a big deal. And, and I, if you're, if you're of that mind, please, please let me know. And I mean, cause those, those are powerful tools and it'd, it'd be great to not be able to not feel bad about using them. Uh, so if you've got a, 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 uh, not a rationalization, but a, a valid argument for, for using those tools, I definitely want to hear it. Um, that's not to say that I'll agree with you and then run off, run off and actually use them, but um, 
I definitely wouldn't want to hear any valid arguments on either side of it. So, yeah, paid traffic and advertising. What would you do? You know, let's say you have, let's say, let's say maybe you do have a, a, a thing that you've created that you want more of the world to see, experience, consume, whatever. And you know that paid traffic, web advertising is a way to, is a, is a vehicle for attaining that. What would you do? I, I really want to know. So, and I'll say this at the end of the, the, the podcast as well, but why not say it again? So if you do have opinions and want to share that with me, post a reply for this episode on my on the podcast website. That's monsterjavaguns.com slash podcast. And then this episode, which again, I, th- I think is 18. Um, <laughs> if it's not, I've said it enough that... I might actually have to change things, but I'm reasonably sure it's, it's episode 18. Um, so you can post there or, you know, reply on Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus and let me know what you think. Because I, I really, this is something that I've been, ever since I started researching the topic, it's something I've really been wrestling with. And, I, and I'm curious as to what what's the right course to take here so now that I've I've finished all that um, I'm coming to the end of my drive here I'll catch you guys next episode time to get to work and that's the show as always if there's something I say that strikes a chord you can make a comment on it on the podcast section of my website. That would be monsterjavaguns.com slash podcast. Or you could track me down. I'm Jason Van Gumster. I'm on your favorite social media site, hopefully. Just look for Monster Java Guns. And then you can tell me what you think there. I also have an email newsletter, as mentioned, in the podcast. It's a plain text, light traffic thing, because, well, I still haven't sent an email in a year and a half. I should probably take care of that. Uh, but... When I do send emails, you get an early in on knowing anything that I'm going to be up to. So you can subscribe to that on the sidebar of my site, which again is monsterjavaguns.com. Yeah, that should do it. Now you get to work.